Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And today, you know, um, as I explained on my show, when you play with a gentleman, um, you always never look at them as the one of your teammates. It's always that brotherhood you have with them, you know. And um, every time I have one of the guys that I played with or we was around and universe around me, it's a brotherhood. And uh, we keep that not only on the field but off the field. So i like to um, introduce my guest, one of my brotherhood, Randy Waniak. How you doing, Randy? Great, James. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time. And um, like I said, you know, it's always great to have a brotherhood that, you know, you play with and you um, not even on the field, but off the field, you still had a connection. You know what I mean, Randy? You know, it's, it's an amazing bond. James, I don't think anybody that uh, has not played the sport of football, and I think that's the ultimate team sport. You go to battle with them every day and everybody's got to be on the same page and, and, uh, have a lot of faith and trust in each other. And the, that was definitely the, the case when we were playing. And, and it's even cooler that, you know, we're able to keep that rolling and keep it going, you know, as we, you know, continue to grow in our adult lives. Most definitely, Randy. And um, like I said, you know, it's not always about football. But like when you talk, we talk about other things, you know, uh, what's going on in your life. Well, you know, so, you know, it's always it's a wide area where, you know, you still have that bond, like you say, and you can talk to them like, hey, Randy, I'm doing this and that, and, you know, so it's a great feeling. That, it is. That's one of the one of the cooler things about, um, you know, my, my wife and I kind of talk about this, too, how, how cool it is that, you know, we don't, you know, sometimes don't talk to one of our teammates for a couple years, and then all of a sudden, you know, we have a chance to, you know, pick up the phone, talk to them or run into them at a football game or whatever. And it's like, we haven't skipped a beat, you know, I mean, there's, there's nothing there that, you know, has, um, you know, created a separation. We just, uh, continue on and, and connect where we left off. And Wendy, my wife says, you know, with women, if you don't talk to them for a couple of years, you know, we're, we're mad at each other. <laughs> yeah. a little different deal. Little different deal when we're dealing with a bunch of our bunch of guys and that uh, that we played with. So, yeah. Well, Randy, let's get started. You know, um, um, I got a lot of listeners back in Chicago. My mom and dad and all them. They are uh, awesome. Have all the church people. They have a lot of church people over, and they actually make lunch for them, and they listen to the show right now. But I just want to nice um, let everybody know. Um, one, the person you already know what the person you are off the field, you know. Uh, great father, great husband, um, great teammate, brotherhood and all. But you were up for the Heisman watch when you were at Plant Fever Fly. Let's quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you see you see the big thing uh, with this, you know, how the Heisman is a big thing. And it's like when you was up for that, explain to our listeners that how – that is and how much pressure that is for you yeah you know um it was a it was a, a phenomenal year i mean I, I couldn't have 
written it up any better than than at how it all came together. And you know, I had unfortunately gone through you know surgery the year before. I had to redshirt, and um, that was tough. You know, anytime you you have surgery on your throwing shoulder, you never know what's going to happen. And you know, I thought about you know moving positions depending on whether or not I could get back. And you know, fortunately, the orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kerno, did such a phenomenal job on my shoulder. I was able to make it back that next spring and, and had a great spring. And um, it was competitive, obviously, but it was uh, one of those things where going into my senior year, I wanted to, I wanted to make it the, you know, the best opportunity, the best situation I possibly could. And um, I knew it was going to be special coming off of the year we had before. I mean, shoot, we had just won the conference championship, went to the Holiday Bowl, and obviously watched you guys play that game. It killed me that I couldn't be in there playing. But obviously Burnett did a hell of a job, and and uh, you guys were, gosh, love. I remember some of the catches you made in that game were just phenomenal too. But coming off that year, I knew that I had some big shoes to fill, and we just wanted to keep that momentum going. I mean, nothing's nothing's worse than – having, you know, flash in the pan, having one good year, and then the next year not doing well. And, you know, we just, like I said, came off that um, conference championship and you guys playing in the Holiday Bowl, which we should have won against Iowa. But um, it was a great spring, and we had a good core group of guys coming back, and and I kind of stepped into the shoes where Burnett was. And it just, uh, it could not have been any better. We had another phenomenal year, and, had a couple of really close, tight games. And, yeah, you know, anytime you have that type of success, it's, you know, the individual accolades and, and individual awards start start coming. And, you know, I was blessed to, to be part of a, a great team and, and was named the Western Athletic Conference um, Offensive Player of the Year. And it was, uh, it was, just, it was just unbelievable. It's just one of those things where, you know, you, you talk and look about or you, you want to aspire to do some cool things when you're in college and, and playing at that level, at Division One level, and it just, uh, just could not have been any better. Well, really, um, two things. One, I want to let you know, a friend of mine, uh, when I came down and watched that Boise game, uh, his son played quarterback. He was at UCLA, and um, now he's with Cal, but he's listening the show because I told him I have some questions for you that he want to listen, you know, yeah. uh, try to get some info. But my question is, um, one, uh, when you came, um, a quarterback and you were the leader of the team, a leader ain't got to be a person mm-hmm. that's a big rah-rah and yelling and all like that, but you were the leader of the team. Can you tell us um, how it is that you led the team and kept them at being the leader? And then the second thing is, how hard did you work and, you know, the country to come back from that injury? Yeah. You know, leadership in general, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. And um, just, you know, it's one of those things I, I truly believe is, you know, you're born with some leadership abilities. Obviously, you can, you can build upon those. But, um, you know, I always felt that – I guess I kind of had a little chip on my shoulder when I was growing up. I was the youngest of seven kids. 
So talking about survival of the fittest, man, you just had to, had to survive. So, um, I just felt like, yeah, I just felt like, um, you know, growing up in, in being in that, um, type of position, being the youngest of seven that, you know, I wanted to do something pretty special and, you know, I felt my dad was a great leader and, um, I had some great coaches through high school that I thought were really good leaders. I had some older teammates that you could see um, how, how well they were respected by their teammates and the ones that were respected and the ones that weren't. And you kind of get a feel for it about, okay, how do, how do I, if I, when I get to that point where I'm a junior or senior in high school or a junior or senior in college, you know, how, how am I going to, portray those leadership, you know, traits and, and abilities. And what am I going to do to, to, you know, earn the respect of my teammates. And, you know, I truly believe it's, you know, it's hard work, you know, leading by example. Yeah. I was not a big raw rock guy. I mean, I, I did, I did a little uh, speech in the, in the locker room before the game, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the one where you had the guys just jumping off, you know, jumping off of the, the lockers ready to go, but it was meaningful. And I think, you know, the guys still fed off of it. They, they knew that, you know, what I was saying was, was sincere and that, um, we all wanted to, you know, to get out there and play together as a team. So, yeah, I think it was more by, you know, hard work and effort in the off season that, uh, really, you know, I think separates, some of the average leaders to some of the very good leaders. So that's, that was, that was the, that was probably the biggest part. And then, you know, I guess you you talk about coming off your injury. Yeah. You don't know how some of the guys will respond. I mean, you, you always, you know, in the, in the sport of football, especially it's the next man up. And um, obviously when they, when I had my surgery and the docs, you know, doctor said, you know, you're probably not going to be playing quarterback again. I think everybody kind of wrote me off initially, but again, through, uh, through a lot of hard work and effort and rehab and some unbelievable trainers that we had, you know, I was able to, to come back and get back from it. And I think that demonstrated to a lot of the other guys that I played with that, Hey, this guy, you know what? He's given everything he's got. He probably shouldn't have come back from this injury, but he did. And uh, I, I want to play with him. I want to play for him. I want to play for, you know, a great coach. And it, it it all worked out for the best. Randy, um, explain to um, the young kids who's listening that, um, you know, you was playing behind, you was behind Craig and, you know, and you know, you know, yeah. you're good enough to play. Just sitting and waiting that time. What did you do? I mean, you know, because like you say, like when somebody's waiting for their time to play and they're sitting behind somebody, you know, yeah. did you get frustrated or did you just continue to work hard? Can you explain it to them? What was, you know, your feeling? Yeah, that? that's, a, that's a great question, Love, because, you know, we all live in this world of instant gratification. I mean, we, we want everything right now. And, you know, with all the transfers that are occurring, the new transfer rules and, the NCAA, it's so easy for for players to, to move, you know, if they don't feel like things are going their way or, you know, just don't feel like they're going to, you know, have that opportunity. They, the easy way out is to transfer. And, 
you know, it's, that's not always the, the best thing to do. It might be the easiest thing to do, but, you know, sometimes patience is it's hard, but you got to believe that you're going to get your chance. And, and I did. I had the opportunity. I played a little bit um, my sophomore year and my junior year as well because of a, you know, a couple injuries. And you just have to take advantage of that opportunity. More than likely, you will get that chance somewhere, somehow. But you've got to be ready for it. I mean, it's not one of those things where it's going to be given to you. You've got to work your tail off and, and find, find a way to make yourself better every single day. Because when you do finally get that chance, you can't blow it. And, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. But, you know, if you demonstrate, you know, some leadership and, and some athletic abilities and, and wanting to get better, it goes a long way. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's easy. It's easy, for, especially for parents to go, okay, you know, I, I want my kid to have another opportunity somewhere because they're not getting their, you know, their fair shot at, at playing at this school. But I'm telling you, if, if you work hard enough, you're going to, get, going to get that opportunity. And when you do, you need to take advantage of it. Well, Randy, we've got to take a commercial break. When we come back from every commercial break, I'm going to read an email that people are sending me for a question for you. So uh, when we come back, okay. I have an email, read one of them, and then you, you ask it for But this is James Loving and my guest, uh, not even my guest, my brotherhood, like I said, Randy Warniak, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com We'll be right back. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host, Loving That Sports Talk, and like I said, I got my brotherhood um, on the show, and uh, just, just, I'm just happy that he took the time out, you know, to um, be on the show and give his knowledge about what he know and, like, what he taught all of us, you know. Uh, Randy, you still there? I am. Yep, I am, love. Thank you. Well, I'm going to read a um, thing. This is from Milton from North Carolina, email that comes in. Randy, thanks again for all that you explaining to us, but I have a question. What do I do when I I need my glasses on, Randy? <laughs> what do I do <laughs> when I know I What do I do when I know I'm better than the guy him and I'm not getting any playing time? Should I stick it out or transfer school? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I touched uh, on that a little bit before, but yeah, you know, it, it it is really difficult. That is one of the the hardest things to do. Um, especially, like I said, we live in this world of instant gratification, and and how do you how do you know how do you believe that you are going to get that opportunity? Sometimes sometimes it's a little bit of luck, honestly. But um, I always believed that I was going to have a shot, and I, like I said, I was fortunate to play um, some my sophomore year and started five games my junior year, and then the, the, my senior year, that first senior year is the year I redshirted because of my injury. But um, I don't know. It's one of those things where you just have to have to believe. If you if you trust your head coach, that's another thing. And I did. I, uh, ch- you know, truly believe that, that, you know, the coach was making the best decisions for the team. And if I was going to be a part of that, you know, I, you know, I've, I felt pretty fortunate, but it's, uh, it's a hard thing in the world we live in right now to, to have that trust and faith. And like I said, if you work your tail off, um, there, you'll be noticed. You will definitely be noticed. And yeah, it's not just working hard and having a great work ethic, but obviously having some athletic ability and be able to, to improve on the skill that you have. It's one of those things where you just gotta, gotta keep grinding. Randy, um, what would you say that you know uh, the scenario of like, okay, you um, you got a guy, say you the same um, year they have, and you see that you're not going to play, you know, your your junior sophomore year. Only way you might play if you get hurt, but would you right? Because that's three years you've given up and not playing. I mean, you know, I know. Like you say, yep. that's a hard decision. Yep. But it is. you know, you see that. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, no, it, it it is a hard decision. I mean, you see somebody that um, is pretty apparent that that he or she is better than than you are, and um, yeah, I you know, I I think one thing that's really important is 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 to kind of evaluate the where you're at, and most importantly you know, what school you're going to, if, if things don't work out athletic wise, are you getting your degree and what you really want to get a degree in? And I think, you know, you always have to remember that someday 
that it's going to end. And it could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be five years from now. But someday your career is going to end. And then what? You have to, you have, to have a plan. And, you know, if, if you feel like you've got a great opportunity, you're getting a great education, um, and you think you have a chance to, to, you know, to impress, you know, the coaches and, and maybe go through another spring ball and, and see if you can, you know, compete against this person and give it a legit shot. I think that's really important. But, you know, the Jalen Hurts is of the world, you know, like I can't blame him for what he did. I mean, that's yeah. a, I think that's a pretty clear, clear, and and great decision for him to you know to go to Oklahoma and get an opportunity to to play. I mean nobody wants to sit on the bench, and that's um, you know when you have to uh, somebody that that is that athletic and that good, it's hard to you know it's hard to sit there and just wait. So I can kind of see both sides of it, uh, but I do I do advise kids and, and tell them, hey, you better know what you want to do after you're done playing. I had a um, parent call me last week, Randy, and I want to throw this at you because um, yep. her son is a, a junior in high school. And um, I kind of, um, well, I want you to explain to her because she'll be listening to the show. But um, their mm-hmm. worries were, their son, should he pick a school that, you know, like a big-name school, UCLA, or something like that where they know they're going to go, mm-hmm. you know, get the notification, mm-hmm. or should he pick a school where he's going to play? Most because yeah. you know when I was recruited out yeah. JUCO, I had UCLA and you know, all, but I knew I wanted to get yeah. that much time there. You know, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Yep. You know, uh, unfortunately, I think the parents get to the point, love, that they think their kid is better than than probably what they are, and they want them to go to the biggest name school they can possibly go to, and. Right. And honestly, um, you know, I had a chance to, to go to Nebraska and honestly, I felt, I felt so good when I came on my recruiting visit here. And I, I had a friend that was here that was two years older than I was, who was an offensive lineman. And he had a, he had a really great experience and I just felt that it was a better fit for me. I knew they had a great business school here. I wanted to get my finance degree. And I just liked the, the mid-major type of feel. And, and again, I, I think you and I thought the exact same thing. Hey, I want to go and I want to get, I want to play. And I felt sure. like I had an opportunity to play here. And, uh, you know, I ran, I ran the option in high school. I threw, you know, maybe 10 to 15 times a game. But at the time, they were running the, the triple option here at Wyoming. I thought, you know what, I can run that. I can, I can do that. And, you know, life throws you some curveballs. We had coaching change, and, of course, Dennis Erickson comes in, and we do the spread offense, and you have to adjust and adapt, and fortunately I did. And it all worked out for the best. And, and I think you have to really evaluate what's the best fit for your kid. You know, let 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 them. Where where do they where do they fall into? You know, their their comfort zone. Where are they? You know, where are they going to really prosper and do well? So, what may appear to be, hey, I want to be part of a Power Five school, and you know, because it's it's a cool thing to do. Yeah, 
that's great, but there are so many awesome opportunities at the Division One level for for athletes mm. to compete at. It's uh, fit is so so important. You're right, Randy. And that's why I picked Miami too. You know, great school, had a great experience, and I felt I could play. You know, I wanted to go to yeah. UCLA and sit behind twenty receivers. You know, and yeah, go with them. You know. Yeah. The other thing too, love, is that. You know, it used to be 30 years ago, if you weren't at one of the bigger, you know, schools, you would never get looked at, at, at by the pros. Yeah. Gosh, it's yeah. farther from the truth now. I mean, uh, there's there's uh, NFL scouts at our practices all the time, and we have scouts at our games, and you you cannot fly under the radar anymore. And it's it, mm-hmm. at whatever level you play at. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my brotherhood. Randy Warner, we've got you back, Randy, right? Yeah, sorry about that. These wonderful uh, the wonderful technology we have these days. <laughs> yeah, we, all good, what you were saying. we can't live without it. Yeah, we can't. It'll drop you in a minute, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can, for sure. Yeah, yeah want, for sure. You want to finish what you were saying? Yeah, I apologize. I don't know where, where my call dropped off, but I was talking about you know, being able to play at at the Division One level at a mid-major school or a non-Power 5 school, I said, you know, you really, you know, maybe 30 years ago, you, you really needed to play at one of the bigger schools, um, 35 years ago, maybe some of the bigger schools, and to be able to get looked at. But gosh, now it's, you know, with with the scouts coming to, to practices, we have scouts here, uh, you know, almost every day. And um, being able to go to the combine and 
there's uh, there's just so many opportunities for you to get out there and be seen and and to be, and to be able to play you know two three maybe four years at a at a uh, mid major school as opposed to maybe waiting until you're a junior or senior to play um, you know to, that that type of experience is invaluable and you develop a lot more as a, as an athlete and a lot of times the the guys that are playing at this level have that that opportunity to, to play at at the NFL level and it's uh you know it's it's a great opportunity if if you take advantage of it. Well that kind of goes into my next question I wanted to ask you and I was talking to a friend of mine and we got to talking um I coached a little and I got out of it and I'm gonna explain you why I like you to explain but I got out of it because the parents was too much into it and control. Don't you see it yeah. now a lot with these kids that the parents are living their life through their kids and they're making bad decisions for the kids? Like, you know, sometimes I don't want my son to go to that school. Or Do you see yeah. that a lot? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's it's more prominent now than it ever has been. And, yeah, the, uh, the stereotypical helicopter parent that uh, wants to make sure that that their, you know, their kid has – you know, opportunities to, to go wherever. And they always think that, you know, the bigger school, the better, and they they want to do everything right. they can to get their kid into that school. But like I said, there's so many other opportunities at some of the, our, our mid-major schools that, you know, provide that opportunity for these kids to get in and play and play earlier than they might at, at uh, some of the power five schools. And yeah, it's, um, it's hard. You know, it used to be you would take your kid to, to college and um, just let the coaches do whatever, and you'd come into the games yeah. and find out, you know, how they're doing. But, gosh, they are so involved now. It's it's uh, it's not as much fun. You know, I, I, no. I can tell, I, you know, talking to some of the coaches that whether they're at the high school level or even at the college level, that the amount of involvement they have is just unbelievable. I know I'm sounding a little old-fashioned here, but uh, you know it's not it's not like it used to be, and it's times have definitely changed. And it is it is much more difficult coaching kids now than it was you know 20 years ago. It is. It's very much like um, me and Slater talked about. You know, just the parents just getting too involved and. And letting the kids yeah. decide what they want, so you know they, right? You know we could look, we could look at that with Levar Ball when he did with his kids. You know, sometimes it could hurt them, right? You know, but no you doubt. know another. Is it because Randy? Because you see now, you know, um, you got like um, college. I mean, high school signing day on TV. It's a big thing. Is sports oh, yeah. getting out of control, or what do you think with that? Because. We didn't have that when we was on TV yeah. in high school. And fine. No, gosh, damn. no, 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 gosh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as big of a deal. It was still cool, um, you know. Everybody knew about it, but yet it wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't broadcast. It wasn't on all the social media like it is now. Where am I going to announce where I'm going? I'm going to tell you next week and. It's uh, it has gotten a lot different. Yeah, there's, it's uh, it, like we had talked about. It's it's a different world now than it's than it's ever been. But, but I do say that in one breath, and then the next breath I'll say sports are unbelievable. 
It's an incredible yeah. experience. Uh, you know, whether it's changed or not, the, the bottom line is, you know, the, the life skills that you learn playing sports and the people you meet, the relationships you build, there's nothing like it. So, you know, there, yeah, there's some things that are, that are different and they're a challenge, but yet, um, to be able to, to be, you know, part of a team and, and be included in, in something that's incredibly special that you just, you know, you can't put a dollar amount on it. That's what I always tell kids. I said, no matter if you don't get to play in the NBA or the NFL, you're going to have something where you're going to take off the field, you know, just that bond. And like you say, Randy, yep. you know, just the uh, the discipline you learn from you know, on the field, you're going to take that off the field, you know. So there's a lot to it just right. being a professional, you know, right, Randy? Yeah, it is so true, love. You know, when when we're hiring staff here in our athletic department, and, and even when I was not in athletics, um, we would look at resumes, and, and a lot of employers look to see what you've done besides your academics. They want to say, are you involved in community service? Are you, what, what kind of, you know, team building have you been involved with? And you, the, the amount of interest in athletes, former student athletes, we know that that you have discipline. You know that you've worked with a team before, and those types of of attributes are are invaluable in in the job market and and pursuing careers. You know, after you're done playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I talk about. I obviously have loved sports. I've been fortunate to be in the administrative side of things here at the University of Wyoming at Fresno State. Illinois State, so it's uh, it's been cool to be able to still be part of that competitive environment and seeing these kids have that opportunity <clears throat> to get a great education and, and to be able to to develop their skill set and become leaders, you know, for tomorrow. It's it's a pretty special thing. Running my little brother's son play Illinois, and uh, he wanted me to ask you this question for his son. Um, yeah, some of his teammates, some of his teammates that do things, you know, they go out, they probably smoke weed or do bad things. Yep. How do he not follow because it's pure pressure? And he said his teammates always saying, "Don't be a punk." How do you know he? I know. You know, what would you that say? That is Randy? so hard. Whoa. It is so hard. Gosh, you know, nothing's more difficult than peer pressure. And, and even when I was growing up, um, in high school, you know, I had a lot of my buddies that were out partying a lot. And, um, we all did some, you know, crazy stuff too, but you know, right. it was, it was after the season that, you know, you kind of cut loose a little bit or from, we, we said, we made a commitment to each other and say, Hey, you know, the entire summer that we're training and the fall that we're playing, you guys, we can't do anything stupid. You know, kids will be kids. I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, you're not going to stay away from, from everything, but there's a time and a place for everything. And if you can be committed to your team and your teammates and have that kind of bond, you can, you know, you can get through that in, in high school and it, it's tough. It's, but you've got to take a leadership role. You've got to get another 
one of your buddies to to jump on board and and be the leaders of that. And it's it's hard. It is not an easy task. But you know, if there's some you know some of your buddies or or friends that want to you know party, say, hey guys, let's just wait until after the season. We have way too much riding on the line here. Let's let's be committed. Let's do this together. And it, it's. Um, just one of those things where you have to kind of lead by example and, and try to do the right thing and, and try to convince some of your best friends to, to jump on board with you, and the rest will follow. Randy, you know when we played, it was different. You know, back then, now you got so much social media, you got cameras everywhere, phones and people right. snapping. exactly. You know, so it's a lot different now, Randy, isn't it? Because anything is. you do, you could get caught. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is in, it's significantly different, and again, that's all the more reason to do the right thing. And especially, you know, when you're training and you're you're in season. I mean, you just can't afford to misstep and stub your toe somewhere along the way. And like I said, we all make mistakes. We're all you know we're all at that age at one point in time, but. Again, a time and a place for everything. You got to step up, be a role model, um, and and find some of your closest friends to jump on board with you, and and convince the rest of the guys to do the same thing. Yeah, that 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 is tough, Randy. Let's say because if you got your friend, like, oh, come on and try it. Yeah, you know, ain't gonna hurt it. And, and, and yeah, and like I said, it's it's. Uh, it's it's almost impossible to tell kid to abstain from from partying or doing some, but you can you can you know commit say hey let's wait until after the season we have way too much going on here it says too many positive things we can do this together if you need some help I'll help you but there that's a way to that's a way to kind of find a common thread there and and. You know, you, you if you say, "Hey guys, we can't do this at all," you're gonna get so much resistance to that. It's, it's and it's not feasible. It's not, it's not one of those things that that real are very realistic to think that somebody can, you know, not party, you know, an entire year or the entire time they're in high school. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. I mean, we can't be naive to the fact that it's going to happen. But let's be smart about it, and let's do it you know, outside of our, our time that we're really committed to our team and our program. Let me ask you this, Rand. A friend of mine, he's uh, played with me in Santa Rosa Junior College. Um, went on, you know, his son went on and played in NFL, Scooby Wright. But um, he got fired yeah. last week, and we had a phone call. And he said... Who was that again? I'm sorry. No Scooby Wright. He played for Arizona. Oh, Scooby Wright. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I play. I play with his dad, Phil Wright, and um, uh-huh. but he. We had a conversation. He got fired, and he said his coaching um, is no different way he was coached. You know, and I think he said he got fired because you know uh, he was trying to get more out of the, the kids, and you know he's yelling mm-hmm. and screaming, but you can't do that. Is that right. changing in coaching nowadays? You see, Randy, that you know the kids. No, no I know when I came up in. I came up in JUCO. I coached. Yeah, he was swinging, throwing apples, and you know, hitting it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah, I know. we took that as you know, what I'm saying, you know, yeah. It, times have definitely changed. There, there's no doubt about that. And 
you you have to kind of adjust with the with the times and some of the old school types of tactics coaching wise just don't aren't you know I, they're just not as effective as they they may have been back in the you know back 30 40 years ago sure. so right. yeah you really i mean again one of the toughest challenges of being a coach you love you know we've got there's there's a lot of different aspects of it, but that's that is definitely one of them. You have to really be composed, and it's hard when you are so emotional and and emotionally wrapped up into a practice or a game. It's hard to contain your emotions, and and uh, but you just yeah you just can't blow up and and be that in your face type guy all the time. There might be you know, opportunities where you really need to get after a kid and, and they need that, that discipline. But, um, it's one of those things where you just can't continue to do that, you know, all the time because it's going to, it'll wear out and you're going to lose a lot of kids to that type of, you know, coaching. Right. Well, this will do. We'll take our last break. Then we'll come back. Got a couple more questions for you. And then I'm gonna let you go out with, um, some I'm gonna ask you at the end and let you um, talk about, but this is James Lovett, my right guest, on. Randy Warniak, and we'll be right back. The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gobble, gobble. This week on the Revolution, it's 100% Turkey Thunder. We'll talk turkey calling, decoying, and more with Mike Stroff of Savage Outdoors, plus Fred Eichler of Everything Eichler, Brian Tucker with High Mountain Seasonings, and Trayson Thayer from the Brigade Race to the Hudson, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Jim and Trav's Turkey Thunder discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is James Rubin, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we have our guest, Brotherhood, Randy Warniak, on the phone with us. Uh, like I said, Randy, thanks again. I'm really taking the time out just to talk with you, you know. Um, uh, it's get so your fun, knowledge to, of... fun to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, it's great. I, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, man, I know my mom and dad are happy. <laughs> That's but, great. Um, well, shout out to them. I hope they're doing great. Yes, they are. So, Randy, a few more questions, and I'm going to let you end it with talking about some of my action. But, you know, um, we look at NFL. You see a lot of um, these teams that said they want to get the quarterback. They said the quarterback is what makes the team they can't win. But I remember Baltimore Raven winning, they didn't have a great quarterback here, Trent Dilford. Do you think these teams yep. need one of these great quarterbacks to lead them? or What's your thought on that? Oh, I'm going to be a little biased because I want because I want a quarterback. Like, yeah, man, they have to have a great quarterback. No, you know, um, it depends on the team, really. I mean, you you look at some different teams around the league, or maybe even around the NCAA. Um, it obviously a very very important part of the team. Somebody that that hopefully has some great great leadership ability somebody that has the ability to make plays, that is is critical. But, man, do we all know that there are, you know, 10 other guys on the offense and 11 on the defense. You better have some backups, too, that are pretty damn good. Or you're, you're, not, you're just not going to succeed. So, yeah, you do want somebody that's dynamic, somebody that, um, like I said, has some good leadership abilities. And, and can extend plays, make some plays. But, you know, it's it rarely do you see a quarterback make it through an entire season now. Rarely. I, I, I mean, it's it just doesn't happen very often. There's, they're out for two or three games, and it's just uh, it's the nature of, of, of the game we're playing in. I mean, it's a violent sport, and you're going to get guys that are going to get hurt. So, you know, I guess the answer to your question, yes and no. Yeah, you better have a good quarterback, but I bet you better have another, you know, 30-plus guys that, that are exceptional, that are also really good leaders and, and very athletic because you're not, not going to do anything. And you can ask any quarterback in the league or even at the Division One, any level, if, if you don't have – if you're not good up front, your offensive line is not good. It, nothing, nothing can happen. I'm, I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. If you, if you're not solid and and can, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage and be able to to get that extra yard when you need it, um, be able to pass protect that extra half second when you need it, you're nothing. So. Yeah, I'm telling you, the teams that build themselves around a great offensive line, those are the ones that are successful. Yeah, you can have a couple of great star players on defense and, you know, maybe a great running back, a couple of good receivers, a great quarterback. Man, if you don't, if you don't do not get it done in the trenches, you're screwed. I was told already that um, guys say if your quarterback ain't great, you don't want them to have to win the game, but you don't want them to lose the game. You want them to uh, maintain the game, you know? you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have to kind of play within your, your role. 
And mm-hmm. there are times, you know, when when the game is on the line, you're in a two-minute drill or whatever, you just can't afford to make any mental mistakes. I mean, it's just one of those things where you've got to be on point on your game and and be able to, to do that. But um, there are times when when you just need to manage the game too. Maybe your defense comes up with great, you know, couple of either turnovers or stops. And all you really need to do is, is be smart, run the ball. Yeah. Use up some of the clock, make some plays, extend your, you know, your um, possession. And so there's, there's, there's times and places for all that. I think you, you've got to be able to play within yourself and manage the game and there are times where you've got, you've got to step it up and you have got to be a great leader. You, wanna, you want your guys to look at you and go, okay, that guy's he knows exactly what he's doing. We've got to trust him and believe in him, and, and we're going to get it done. So a little combination of both. And let me ask you this. You notice how you see uh, every time the starting quarterback gets hurt, the, um, the guy behind him comes in and he played well. I mean, it always happens, and now they have a thing where, oh, should we play or we start, but why is that? You're a quarterback, yeah. and is it because there's no pressure on that guy to come in, or because they're always playing good, I mean, great, winning for them, and then they got to go back out when the starter comes. Yeah. Why is that, Randy? I mean, you're a quarterback, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think especially at the NFL level, even at the Division One level, you have so many talented athletic kids and young men that that can you know play at a really high level. There's just so the margin of difference in in athletic ability is so small that if you have a great system in place, you have again if you have you have a solid offensive line that 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 you feel comfortable with. The, the offensive coordinator might scale down the playbook a little bit for that second team guy but for the most part they're running all the same stuff and um yeah i think you know part of it is not having that that pressure to start you know you come in and you go i have nothing to lose i'm going to go out and play the best i can and try to prove that maybe i should be that that starting quarterback or if i if i don't get the starting quarterback i'm if i do well enough here i'm going to get an opportunity to play you know on another team um, if I get right. you know free agent type deal or whatever, so yeah, I think there's um, there's you know opportunities there when you're you're a backup as well because of of that type of you know that type of athlete that we have playing at this level. Well, Ray, we only got a few minutes left, but I want to ask you something real quick. But before I ask, you, I want to again thank you for being on and. Like I said, always an honor just to talk to you. You know, um, it ain't it ain't gotta be about sports. You always can call you up and you answer, and we can talk about everyday things. Yeah, so thanks again, Randy. You bet, love, and and it's like we talked about before. There's nothing like uh, a teammate that that you've gone to battle with and have been through a lot, and and to be able to connect with them, you know, any time after their career, it's it is it's pretty special. Well, Randy, go on now. I'll let you take us out. But all my listeners out there, young ones, the high school listeners, and the decision, what would your advice be to them? You know, just uh, just from you, your advice for them from school, football, or anything. Yeah. Else, what would you say to them? 
you know, the younger kids that are coming up, obviously there's, there's so many challenges that they have now. And, you know, trying, trying to do the right thing. We talked about peer pressure before. And I guess most importantly, I would say do everything you can to, to work hard, have a great work ethic, be as disciplined as you can on and off the field. And when you have that opportunity to, to get in and play, you, you need to make the best of it. And um, nothing's better than, than a team sport. It's, uh, it can be frustrating at times when you have a, a tough year, but nothing is more rewarding than, than, than having some success and having fun, you know, sharing a, sharing a win with your guys. I mean, it's, there's nothing better. I mean, it's, athletics is, is an emotional roller coaster ride. Nothing's worse than losing. Nothing's better than winning. But you've got to, you know, you've got to do everything you can to prepare yourself and, and do, do the right things. You're going you're gonna to have some temptations to, to do some things you probably shouldn't do. Um, but, you know, just keep your nose to the grindstone and, and believe in, in what, you know, your self-worth is and believe that, that you're going you're gonna to be able to, to, to lead and, and be a part of something pretty special. And we were fortunate to have that experience love and to be able to, to play at a Division One level, and you were fortunate to play it in the NFL. And it's uh, something you will never, ever forget. It's something you will never, never regret. So just, you know, just keep keep working as hard as you possibly can be a great, be a great role model and, and the rest will take care of itself. Thank you again, Randy. I really appreciate you being on and um, you take care and we're going to be in contact. You bet, man. I, I enjoyed it. It's always great catching up with you, love. Yeah. Have a good day. All right, buddy. You too. See ya. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.